Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Rabbi shrach li sadri, wa yassir li amri, wa ahlul uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Inshallah, uh, from today until the end of the Ramadan, we will be talking about a couple of ayat and their meanings, inshallah, in the month of Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make this month of Ramadan is a month for all of us to have our sins forgiven and the month that will be the cause for us to have the maghfirah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us get the most out of this month of Ramadan. The month which is also referred as the Shahr Ramadan or the month uh, Shahr al-Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran. And today while we are waiting to start Salat al-Tarabih. I'll talk about a few ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah, inshallah. And uh, inshallah, there will be something for us to ponder on those ayat. And uh, hopefully they will impact ourselves in the sense of understanding the Quran in the better way and apply it in our lives as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah number 185. Shahu Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fihi al-Quran. Udal al-Nasi wa bayinatim min al-Huda wal-Furqan. Faman shahida minkum al-Shahra fal-Yusum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in this ayat mubarakah that month of Ramadan is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Quran. This is why this month is also referred as the month of Quran as well. This has the guidance for the mankind. And it explains the guidance. And it is Al-Furqan. It is the one that distinguishes falsehood from the truth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And whosoever among you, the ayah says, Among you, any one of you, cites the moon, or finds this month of Ramadan, then this month, then fast. Meaning, any one of us recites that is sufficient for all the ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the very same surah talks about the purpose of fasting as well. And uh, I want to make sure that we understand when we are talking about one or two or few ayat that are recited the same, same night, inshallah, it by no means means that we are doing a complete tafsir or something out of those ayat or the ayat that are recited because it's, not, it's impossible. Even to recite them and then to, to give just the meaning, rough meaning, in 10 minutes to do it, it's impossible for uh, anyone to do. So we will just take some and look for some lessons in our lives, inshallah. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in ayah 183 of the Surah Al-Baqarah, O oh, you who believe that fasting has been prescribed for you, 
made obligatory for you as it was made obligatory for the previous nations. So you perhaps get the taqwa out of it. The consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the purpose of the fasting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned. And similarly, this word taqwa, which is the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is closely linked to fasting, has been linked to many, many things, including getting the guidance out of the book that we are talking about. And right in the beginning of the Mus'haf, after Surah Al-Fatiha, Surah Al-Baqarah starts like that. Alif, Lam, Mim. ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about this book, the Qur'an, that has been revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa There's no doubt in this. And it has guidance for the people who have the taqwa. Without the taqwa, this book is not going to guide us, meaning there has to be a consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I want to make sure that we understand that taqwa does not mean fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means consciousness. Even if it's translated as fear sometimes, it's from the perspective of the accountability in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what we are conscious of, that we will be held accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the main thing to Inshallah, we'll remember in this throughout the month, whichever ayat that we will talk about, whether myself or the other sheikh will talk about, we should remember that this book, that the Quran that we are reciting, this is the book that can bring a nation up and the very same book can become the cause of the downfall of a nation. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said so. He said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed raises the nations by this book. And also bring the nations down because of the very same The one who takes this book, read it, recite it, memorize it, understand it, and apply in their lives individually and on a societal level, they are the ones Allah subhanahu is talking about. So Allah is giving the glad tiding here that they will be raised by this book. And if we are not using the book, the book was revealed for, then the very same book can become the cause of our destruction. As another hadith of Rasulullah talks about, Al-Quranu hujjatun lak awwalaik. This Quran is a hujjah for you, a proof for you. On the day of judgment, meaning it will be on your behalf, it will be approved. Or it will be used against you. So that's up to us. That what role do we want to play with this book? This is the very same book that made Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu an, one of the sahaba who was his stature wise, his physique wise, was considered as a weak sahabi. To the point, one time, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu an, he was climbing a tree to get the miswak for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Sahaba, they started laughing at him because they looked at him, his thin legs were showing. And this is why they were referred to him as, as a weak person from the physique wise. He was short, he was thin, he had thin legs, and they started laughing. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rebuked the Sahaba for this. And he said, 
in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his legs are heavier than the mountain of Uhud. And that became heavier because of the way Abdullah bin Mas'ud used the Quran in his life. That included his recitation. That included his faham, his understanding of the Quran. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talked about Abdullah bin Mas'ud, anyone who would like to listen to the Quran the way it was revealed, listen to Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu Anybody who would like to recite the Quran the way it was revealed, then read the way Abdullah bin Mas'ud, as he was also referred as Ibn Um Abd in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As he was from the Sahaba who came into Islam in the very early stages of Islam, in the Makkah. And because of that, you can see his understanding of the Quran, because he spent so much time with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then when Abu Musa al-Ashari, he met Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he thought he was a family member of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is how close he was. And we know Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he's one of the greatest sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the one who had the understanding of the deen as well. So this very same Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he was sitting with some Sahaba, and they were talking that who can go and recite the Quran in front of the Quraysh because they have not heard the Quran yet. Abdullah bin Masood said, I'll go. Now Sahaba said, you are weak. Not only weak from the physique and the, uh, the stature-wise, but even from the tribal perspective from a weaker tribe. And he himself used to be a shepherd of Uqba. After Islam, he left. But he was a weak person. Sahaba said, if you go, they're going to beat, beat the heck out of you. And he insisted that he wanted to go and recite the Quran in front of the Kuffar. And upon that, he went to the Kaaba. And he started reciting the Quran over there. And he said, Ar-Rahman, Allama al-Quran, Khalaq al-Insan, Allamahu al-Bayan. So while he's reciting the very beautiful surah, even for the Kuffar, by the way, in the beginning, they got mesmerized by the Quran that he was reciting. The moment they realized that what he was reciting was Quran, it's not something to be mesmerized with because they were very good at the language. They understood. But the moment they said, this is Quran he's reciting, they start beating him up because of the hatred they had about the Islam towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, towards Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they start beating him up. And they beat him so much that he was almost unconscious. And then he went back. Sahaba. And Sahaba said, this is what we were scared of. This is what we were fearing of. That they will start beating you up. Upon which, Abdullah ibn Masih will say, if you want, I'll go tomorrow again. Subhanallah. Now the question comes to the mind is, what made Abdullah ibn Mas'ud this way? A person who is weak. person who is weak so to an extent, even the friends around him, they would smile, laugh at him about his stature or his skinny legs that he had. And the very same one Rasulullah said about him that, that he, his, legs, he is, his legs are heavier than the mountain of Uhud. Now what made him heavier than the mountain of Uhud? That is the Quran. Quran was the thing that made Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu an the way he was. But when we say that Quran made him like this, 
it is the understanding of the Quran. It is the very same understanding of the Quran because of which Allah subhanahu wa talks about that the earth and the heavens, they decline to take this amana of carrying the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ عَرَدْنَا الْأَمَانَةَ عَلَى السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَالْجِبَالِ فَأَبَيْنَ أَنْ يَحْمِلْنَهَا وَأَشْفَقْنَا مِنْهَا وَحَمَلَهَا لِلْإِنسَانِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ ذَلُومًا جَهُولًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in, in this ayah, in Surah Al-Ahzab, truly we did offer this amana, amana of taking the Quran to the heavens and the earth. And what did the amana mean? I mean the trust or moral responsibility or honesty that all duties which Allah has ordained that you will follow. That's the amana in the Quran. And to the heavens and the earth and the mountains and even the mountains. And they declined to bear this. This was too heavy for them to follow Allah's command to that extent. They rather be mountains and the earth and the heaven who don't have the choice. And they just go by what Allah has commanded. Well, in the case of the humans, Allah has given us the choice between the right and the wrong. As Allah that we have given you two paths. So this is given by Allah but Allah the insan is the one, human is the one who took this responsibility. We will do that. And subhanAllah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verily, he was unjust to himself and ignorant. But humans, we took this responsibility. But of course, that doesn't mean that we don't have the capability of doing so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We do not put any kind of a burden on anyone unless he has a capability of it. Allah will not hold us accountable for things that we cannot bear. So we have the capability. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about this heaviness of the Qur'an as لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَىٰ جَبَلٍ لَرَأِتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّئًا مِّنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ If this Qur'an was sent down on the mountains, the mountains will be, because of the humbling itself and rendering asunder by the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the weight of the Qur'an. That's the weight of the Qur'an that they made Abdullah bin Mas'ud's leg so heavy in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he carried that, that message. He carried means, he understood it and he applied in his life and then he did not have any fear to go in front of the kuffar of the Makkah and to recite the Quran, not just recitation. Unfortunately, nowadays we hear the people are celebrating that we will be doing the Salat al-Taraweeh in, in front of the, uh, the, the Times Square. Whether the one who's reciting and the one who's been recited for may not understand what's going on. That's what we are being very happy about. The one who's listening. The subhanallah that we are reciting in front of the people. Well, are we better than Muhammad and the Sahaba when they are reciting, they get beat up. While on the other hand, we see that we are invited to come and recite in front of you, in front of all. Because the one who's listening, they cannot understand what, the, what, what they're reading. They will invite us to come to the White House and recite the Quran, give us the mic, do it as loud as possible, because the reciter or the, the, the one who is listening may not understand what's going on. And the thing is, they understand well the message of the Quran, unfortunately. And they understood as long as people do not understand this book is the book for the living, and it is not for the dead people, this book is not revealed for just to be recited when somebody dies. It's not revealed so we can read and get some hasanat only. 
even though it has hasanat to recite, even though it has hasanat to recite, even when you don't understand it. We know, we understand that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, grant us all those hasanat. But this book when was revealed, that changed the whole world. And that world was changed because this book carries the message that changes the lives of the people. And if this is not impacting our lives to change the lives of the people, we haven't, get, we haven't got it yet, what do, this book is about. And we can continue to read, and we don't know on the day of judgment, is this book going to be for us or against us? Because Rasulullah said, the Quran is a proof for you or against you. So this month of Ramadan, my brothers and the sisters, whosoever are listening now or later, let's make this as a goal for ourselves, that we want to understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in this book. So we can be successful in this dunya and the akhirah. And we will not come across, as I have mentioned in the last khutbah when I was talking about, that this month of Ramadan will become a mean for us to get forgiveness and not the one about whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam referred to as the people who will be wretched. As the hadith I mentioned, I will repeat that again about the month of Ramadan when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was getting on the member. And he said, I mean, three times. He said, I mean, I mean, I mean. Sahaba, yes, ya Rasulullah. You said, I mean, three times. Why did you say that? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, when I was getting on to the first step, Jibreel came to me. And he said, شَقِيَ عَبْدٌ أَدْرَكَ رَمَضَانِ فَانْصَلَخَ مِنْهُ وَلَمْ يُغْفَرْ لَهُ فَقُلْتُ أَمِينَ Jibreel, the best of the malaika, among the malaika, all malaika, the best of them. He is the one, he is saying, wretched is that Abd, that slave, who found the month of Ramadan and he was not able to get forgiven. And upon that, Rasulullah the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Amin. Subhanallah, look at the dua of a blessed angel and the one who is saying, Amin, the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How big of a dua is that? And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us the one who get forgiven in this month of, by the blessing of this month of Ramadan and we get the most out of it. But the most out of it should not be limited just to thinking of that we will just recite the Quran and we don't know what we're reciting. Let's try to comprehend what this book is addressing to us. This itself should be humbling for us when we hold this book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this book is from the creator of the heavens and the earth. This is not just written by some ordinary person, Tom Dickinson, Harry, whatever they call it. This is from Allah azza wa jal. The last revelation came down for the mankind. That is sufficient for all of us. It was sufficient in the past, the past 1400 years. It is sufficient for today and it will be more than enough for the, until the day of judgment. That addresses all our issues of our life. So let's dig into this book. How many books we have read, we will be reading in our life and we are putting the book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the side, on the shelf and do not know what the message was saying. This is shame on us. We are the believers. We have to take this message to the mankind. How can we take uh, carry this message to mankind if we have not even read to understand what Allah has addressed? Isn't that a shame for us? Really, we should make this as the goal. 
Let's understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said. And I'm not saying that we will understand in this one month. Let's at least try to comprehend some of it. Read through this with the understanding. I'd like to know what Allah is addressing to us. This is is the message that shook the world who made a skinny person like Abdullah bin Mas'ud to be so strong that he did not have any fear to go and face one of the toughest people at that time. That strong person, what made him strong? That's the same book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isn't that the very same book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that shook Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu on his way to kill Muhammad sallallahu and when he listened to the Quran and he became the defender of Islam, not only defender of Islam, to the point Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to him as al-Faruq. He is the one who became the distinguisher between the haqq and batil like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to the Quran as al-Furqan. Among the people, he was referred as al-Faruq. Isn't that the same Quran that changed Mu'ab ibn Umar? Listening to a few ayat of the Quran was sufficient for him to leave all the wealth, all the goodness he had. Isn't that the very same Quran that even Kuffar heard and they were moved? Like Abu Jahl, a staunch enemy of Islam, Akhnas bin Shuraiq, and Abu Sufyan, they used to come to listen to Muhammad sallallahu when he was reciting the Quran. Abu Sufyan was not Muslim at that time. And the leaders of the Quraysh, because they were mesmerized by the Quran as well. But that the thing that made them, people like Abu Jahl, Nafsans bin Shuraib, or Uqba bin Mu'id, the people of Hellfire, because they understood what the message was, but they declined. They did not want to give up their lifestyle. So we have to think about it. Are we the ones who are doing the very same thing? And I hope not. I hope not. But looking at the state of the Ummah today, we can see it very clearly that this Quran is missing from our lives. It's missing from our lives. Whether we talk about the individual lives, which we can try our best, inshallah, within our capacity. For sure, it is, does not exist in our societal life. For sure, it does not exist as, as an ummah that can unite us. Even the month of Ramadan, look at us. We are literally feel like we are orphans. The ummah feels like we are orphans. One person is here doing the Ramadan at one time, one day, other is waiting for another day. Because the thing that unites us, which is one leadership for the Ummah, does not exist. We have dropped down in some of the understanding of deen to that extent. That look, even the moon sighting has become an issue like this. If it's prior to 1947, we have no issue that there's one moon for Indian subcontinent. 1947 comes. Britain divides the Ummah into Pakistan and India becomes two moons. 1971 hits in, that two moons become three moons for us. What are we doing? Even from that perspective, it's not even the Fuqaha when they discussed the issue of moon sighting from the local sighting. It was not discussed by site Pico agreements that the way they draw the Ummah into multiple states or later on, whatever colonialists came and they continue to divide the Ummah into different statelets. See, all this is happening because of we have disconnected ourselves from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way we should be connected. And that should be our main goal, I would suggest for all of us. Let's connect back to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and for some reason, I have to repeat this. Whenever I say the connecting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it does not mean just the Quran. The reason is there are many people out there, unfortunately, not many, but at least some group of people who try to say, think of this way. Oh, the Quran is sufficient for me. I don't need the Sunnah of Rasulullah. No, when we say the Quran, 
sunnah by itself is obligatory us to be followed. We have to follow sunnah because both of them are the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether the Quran or the sunnah, both are wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, the Quran is wahi verbatim given to us, preserved by, by through Rasulullah sent by, by the Sahaba and conveyed to us. And hadith was preserved in a different way, but it's still the, the book of Allah. It's a wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and has to be followed. So when I'm saying that we are disconnected to the book of Allah means we have disconnected with the, from the Quran and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if you want to connect with that, it has to be connected from the individual perspective and on a societal perspective to implement this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner that unites us all together. And we all love to be united. We are all united in our hearts. Unfortunately, we have been divided by the others. We may be from different parts of the world, but we know we are part of the one ummah. No matter what language we speak, what skin color we have, what part of the world or region or locality we are from, we are part of the same ummah. And this is how we should look at it, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this month of Ramadan for us to be the way of forgiveness. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month of Ramadan for us so we can understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best possible manner and apply in our lives and to be successful in this dunya. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.